Listen, I just need you to work a little harder. Excuse uh, okay. me? <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we started What? That. <laughs> I need to know every emotion and feeling that comes out of that statement when I say that. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but I'm going to go with, yep, don't like that. Because <laughs> I feel like I work plenty hard. So... <laughs> What, why are you asking? I'm it's Kurt Nanette with uh, Broken for Better. Broken for Better. We are back. And, yes. Uh, tonight we want to look at generation identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of want to break it down and, and talk it out a little bit because I feel like uh, in our lives, there's many of us that we've grown up with this identity and this expectation of what mm-hmm. it looks like to be something. And so then we spend our whole lives striving to be that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. We look at marriage, you, you may have this identity of what it looked like to be a husband or what it looked like because that's what you saw. That's what you came in with. That could be good or bad. Right. If you take it from a Christian point of view, right? There's many out there, many believers that are working themselves silly to earn the grace of God. Mm. Like they're going to do more, do more. I mean, event after event after event after event and go, 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 go because they're doing good things. But in so much doing, so many times we miss a lot of things that are right in front of us. Yeah. So when I say, hey, listen, I want to see you work a little harder. It's really a play on words because I just wonder, what does it look like for you in marriage, where you came from, what you brought in? What did it look like to be a good wife in marriage? Well, I think it's an interesting question because I think it's kind of a catch 22, right? Because when you think about working out your faith or like how you specified like working better to be a you know better Christian or you're trying to do all the events and whatever we would say you don't have to work that out right like God loves you regardless all of those things but then when it comes to working in your marriage like we'll sit in front of couples weekly right I know we sat in front of a couple just last week that were like are you putting in the work right and so I think it's kind of a catch-22 because marriage is work you do have to put in the work and you do bring, you talk about generational things. We do bring historically, you know, our own baggage, your family baggage, my family baggage, our own expectations are all of these things that we have to work through. But I think, I don't think it's an either or, I think it's a both and. I think you definitely have to work at being healthy in your marriage, but both and there also has to be grace when it comes to how you view your partner, if that makes sense. So I don't think it's an either or. I see it as a both ends. Like you work as hard as you can to be the best spouse you can be, but you also show grace as much as you can to your spouse to love them as much as they may not deserve. Okay. Does that make sense? So definitely got that from the marriage context. I I do want to real quick because it hit me as you triggered. And by the way, I'm looking at your eyes. They're like banging blue right now. They're so beautiful. Oh, thanks. I so, get that generationally. Did the, <laughs> excellent. Speaking you didn't even have to work for it. It just came. I'm like, sticking just, true to brand. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks. You know, when I look at this, when this generational identity, and I feel like identity, identity generationally um, is something a lot of times, sometimes we talk about, sometimes we don't. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of us, we have this ident- identity that we come in with. And so we kind of, adopt this thing. And I want to talk about, you know, just kind of the spiritual side for a moment that I feel like there is, you know, some different types of people you've got, you've got these people that, 
you know, you work so hard that God would say, well done. Mm, yeah. Okay. You work and you work and you work to the exhausting level. Mm. And because we're working so hard, there's never the time to stop, be still and actually hear from God. Yeah. We're so busy running and running and running that God might say, well done at all the work you've done that we're not even hearing like the voice of God. Mm. It's just simply, man, I'm going to do the next thing. I, I, I remember when I w- would work within the walls of a church, this was literally a time in, in ministry that we had to stop and tell people, listen, you can only serve in one or two things. And people were fighting us over it. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it was crazy. Like, but I want to like, serve in 17. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're so much at the church working that you're not at home working on your family Mm. and on your marriage or yourself or yourself. And so it's like, man, I like, and so you take this concept of work and I wonder how many are you're working so much. Mm. You're losing the thing that is your first ministry. Yeah. Or you're working so much secularly in the world that you're literally losing the family that's underneath your roof. And that's such an interesting concept because I think when I think of generational, you know, identity or things that we bring in generationally, I think immediately my mind goes to the negative, right? I think of, oh, what baggage have you brought? What generational, you know, things are you trying to lay down the baggage or whatever but very very few times do we ever hear somebody say man generationally like if my parents weren't at the church 18 times a week or if I was like I'm trying to better myself by doing more like there can be different types of generational things that we bring in there can be different types of striving either striving to run from our past or let go of the baggage or striving to make our way you know I we had a really close friend of ours one time that literally voice well I'm just trying to work my way into heaven and um we loved her so much she would she would work but the things that she would do she would literally be doing them with the concept of well I'm just hoping that's good enough I'm just hoping that it's good enough and that's just like such a sad twisted perspective as if we could ever be holy enough to like take the place of what was actually already paid for yeah you know I from the, you know, I take this, this concept to work and it's, it's funny to me that in any job that you have, you can work yourself silly to make money, to make a name, to gain a title. When the fact of the matter is, if something happened to you and you died, you know what they would do? They would fill your shoes immediately. Yep. There would be yeah. a new person in that position running it, doing it the way they see fit, yeah. and you would be hmm. in the past. So hmm. think about this conceptually. You'll spend your whole life working on something that in a moment yeah. people could forget about you and move on. Yeah, And then we lose the very thing that God has called us to as our first ministry, mm. our family, because we've been so busy trying to make a name and so establish a career that we lose the very thing that's under our roof. Yeah. I, talk about me real quick I, from your perspective, because mm. I know early on in our marriage, that was me, right? I was outside a lot. I, I did construction for a lot of time. And then when I went and played cards and I was doing that all kind of hours of the night, yeah. sitting at home 
Now, I would have seen that as I was out trying to support because for me, man, mm-hmm. I had a dad that I watched every day, went out, swung a hammer, did what he had to do to provide for his family. Right. So for me, the concept was I've got to go out and do and sweat and bleed. And that's what I've got to do because i got to provide for my family. Yeah. Right. You sat at home and you were raising our kids. Now that's its own job. And you, but what did you think? Yes, it was. Did, huh? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. Do you think what what conversations did you have? Because for me, I'm out there going, yeah. If I'm home less, that's because I'm doing more. Ah, oh, what did you have as my wife who was raising kids? What was what's your thought concept in those moments? What did you think in those moments? Wow, I'm really proud of my husband. He's out there doing it. Hmm. Or man, I wish my husband was home more. I could care less if we had. What you know, like? Where are you at relationally with that? Because I think I'm doing well. But what were you feeling? Yeah, I think well. It's funny that you say that because I grew up in the same environment. My dad worked hard. He, you know, came home from working in the Florida heat day in, day out and, you know, would crash on the couch or in his love seat because he was so exhausted. So I was very used to that same mentality of working hard. You know, my mom worked in the home um, doing a, a daycare and they provided for us by working hard. So I don't think there was ever this part of me that was like, you know, oh, man, I don't want him to work hard. I, I will say when work took over your joy, when work took over your compassion, that made it very difficult because you would work so hard and make sure that you would add another job if you needed to or whatever, just to make sure that we had the next thing that the kids needed or whatever. And I always was so, I think I tried to be honoring in that, but we weren't on the same page spiritually. And so there was a lot of a lot of lack, a lot of lack of joy, lack, lack of compassion, because I think we we both saw it on two different playing fields. You were mm. working so hard to provide and I was working so hard to hold down the home and neither one of us wanted to pull from the other. So I, I just don't I don't think that we had a lot of love and respect for all that the other one was doing in that season. Well, yeah, I know. Not. Yeah. And we didn't do it well, you know, and I think a lot of it does go back to where we were spiritually. But like I remember I remember crying out to God, feeling like he doesn't see me working. He doesn't see me doing these things. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say, well, do it as if you're doing it unto me. Like you're serving your family, you're serving me. And I think when you go to work and you're serving him or you go to work and I'm just slaving away from my family, I'm just trying to put another, you know, it's just a different mentality. I think yeah. it's all in how you are, what your focus is and the why, like, why are you working so hard? What's the wind behind it? It's funny that, you know, you say you can vividly remember speaking the Holy Spirit. And yeah. that time of my life, I was not walking at all with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so my conversations with were with the guys on the construction sites, right? <laughs> That's probably really helping. It, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, man, I'm here all day digging these ditches yeah. and I go home and dinner's not ready or the house is a mess, you know, and those went over well. Those are my Holy Spirit <laughs> moments, right? And they're, and those guys on the job are like, bro, you need a new woman. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean she's not doing what she should? Well, you're hearing Holy Spirit says, hey, do it under me. Yeah. I'm in my world hearing that's what she should be doing. If she's not, she's wrong. <laughs> and then I have to come home yeah. to, wow, where am I? Now, yeah. obviously years later, I see 
man, the seed that you sowed into our boys and who they grew up to be and the home that you created and me giving my life to Jesus and then really seeing what that meant, man, yeah. now I valued it. But in that moment, I didn't value what you were doing. I saw what yeah. I was doing as I'm bringing home the money. Yeah. That was where the value was because money was my value. That was your success. It, it that was your success It did not matter marker. about anything yeah. else. My and we mark- were doing everything to drain your success because you had four mouths to feed and shoes and all of those things. So you were looking at it through non-spiritual lenses saying my, my goal and success is here and these people are taking my success. Is that how you viewed it? And not no? thankful. Not thankful. Like that's so awful. And, but, I, mean, and I wonder reality, how but, many like, right. So yeah. the only option I have then is to go do more to make more. Yeah. Or I leave the people that are draining me. Yeah. And I feel like we live in a society well, right thankfully now. Thankfully, you didn't pick the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm think, you know, what's crazy is we live in a society right now where divorce is rampant. Yeah. Or people aren't getting married. Right. So that they don't have to get a divorce. Right. Hey, let's just cohabitate. And then when this thing runs its course, we'll walk away. But mm-hmm. it's in these moments that I think you have to be solidified and fortified in who you are. Yeah. Because these moments are going to happen. Like, tough moments are going to happen and what you come in with and how you were raised. And, you know, I never, my parents, they fought through it. I watched them do it. You know, my mom was an amazing homemaker and really took care of her family. My dad, man, he just grinded and did what he did. But there still was, you know, like even tension in that, you know? And so it's kind of like, man, and I remember conversations of not valuing or man, was there, you know, where's the money going? Where's money being spent? How, how come we're in debt? Like all this stuff. And it's like, really coming to this place to go, man, I'm at rest where God has me. I'm at rest where God has you. And right. I see value in what you do. Yeah. Even if I don't see like the intrinsic, the equitable value that it may bring because right. you're doing things that I can't do. So me to see that has just as much or now even more value of course, than maybe yeah. the dollar bills that I was bringing home. Well, and it goes back to that both and mentality, right? So you say, you know, how hard are you working? You know, I want you to work harder, right? And we talk about working out our faith and then the grace aspect. It goes to that both and like, are you, are you working as hard as you can for your spouse? And then are you showing them as much grace? I, you know, it would only take me one day to go, out and visit you at the work site or whatever to see how hard and how calloused your hands were and how much sweat and you know sometimes tears you were putting into providing for your family and I think the same shoe is you know just as heavy and it's just as hard you taking care of three boys under the age of five for a couple hours you'd be like oh dear god she's not just sitting at home watching like (laughs) I don't even know. Whatever shows on, she's working hard to raise kids. I, and listen, and I guarantee, like, I cannot be alone in this. <laughs> I guarantee that every dude out there thinks, like, at one time or another, maybe not, maybe I am alone, so I'm just going to speak for me. I remember it would be like, dude, you're just staying at home. Like, <laughs> everything should be done. Those are fighting words. You should, like, the house should be clean, dinner should be cooked. You should be naked when I come home so that we can oh, just get there. Oh my like, gosh. These with are what I three think. children. Yeah. And then I remember the days you were like, hey, I'm going to go spend time with the girls. I'm like, don't worry. I got this. I mean, it's three kids. They're babies. What's the matter? 
<laughs> and I remember after like hour and a half, I'm like, should I call her? I probably should call her, tell her to come. Or home I'd now. get the text. Do you having fun? Just check in. Like, how long are you gonna be? And I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> Wait, you knew that was a code word that oh, I need yes. help. <laughs> I would be like, oh, I'm gonna be for. I have another hour or two because he's gonna enjoy. He's and, gonna have some quality time with our children, and I loved being a mom. So it definitely wasn't that. Like I wanted to like escape. I loved it, but there's value in seeing how much that other person's putting in. And I don't think there's just, I mean, couple after couple that we sit with wants to keep score mm. of how much is he doing? How much is she doing? How much? But when you take that both and mentality and you realize I'm going to work as hard as I can to make this marriage work. And then I'm also going to show my partner as much grace as I hope they show me. It just radically changes like how you view your partner or it, it does for me, it did for me. It did for me because I I could be just as, as, you know, not as grateful. And I, I've sat in front of women that wish their husband did something else, worked harder, you know, provided more, but it's both. And it's that working and it's that grace. Like, are they being intentional to love you and your kids and, and do the best that they can with what they've been given? You know? Yeah. I think, you know, for me, I mean, for the guys things, one, one of the things that I really never tried to do and never really wanted to do but could definitely see the battle is you try to live vicariously through your kids Mm. and so to live through them you drive them to the places that you always wanted to go and couldn't get there Mm. so you know if I wanted to uh, so when I I was going to be a baseball player Okay, I didn't know that you had to be taller than five seven to be a baseball player. But <laughs> you are. You you're do. five eight. There's a couple out there. With <laughs> I'm five eight. No, you're five, five seven and three quarter. Okay. I'm shrinking. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. You're still cute. That's another topic for another day. You're still taller than me. Huh? You're still taller than I me. Know. That's all good. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be this baseball player, and so mm-hmm. if not careful. I could drive and drive and drive my boys to be the greatest baseball players on the planet. We did start them in T-ball. We did. Yes, they all played. Try. But the moment that, you know, they decided, hey, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Man, I pushed them into something else. I'm not going to lie. That one hurt a little bit with Dylan. I was like, you have such a good arm. You could be a you amazing tell him that. pitcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're going to be tall. Do you not know? He's and like, little I- did we know until he was 16, he needed contacts. <laughs> <laughs> He's. He still got a he still had a good arm. He could throw the ball so hard, and I was like, "But you can throw the ball so hard." I know. We had there was two pitchers like it was so we boring both were pitchers. to him. Yeah, but, but he didn't like it. Anyways, you know, I could drive and drive and drive, and I'm driving towards the wrong thing. Yeah. And I just you know, I, it it just so plays into this how we come into a marriage and what we think and what we expect and what we saw growing up and generationally what does marriage look like? Yeah. You know, like I had conversations just this week with coaching people that, you know, their dad taught them that the mom was basically just a, an item. Like yeah. you just stay home, lock down the house. I'm going to go out and sleep with anything I want to do, whatever I want to go wow. where I want. Like that's how they grew up. Yeah. And so the thought was, Oh, well, why can't I do that? Right. I don't like that makes sense. That's what my dad did. And they're married. They're still married to this day. Wow. Now they hate each other. The home's (laughs) not good, but hey, they're still doing it. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, 
how you generationally, what you saw and what you witnessed and what's in your family life, that's what you come in with. Yeah. And so I just like I just want to put on blast for for people to look at it mm. and go, okay, hold on a second. Where are areas in our marriage that quite possibly we had these chains that need to be broken? Yeah. Like what generationally did we come in with? Yeah. What did I see growing up? How did I live? What did I see in my dad? What did I see in my mom that, okay, okay, I'm seeing that and wow, I'm doing that. And I don't know that that's the most beneficial for this family. And I think that thought process of what you said about, you know, you always want your kids to have more and be, you know, have better and you have big dreams for them and you live vicariously through them. I do think that's an amazing concept when you take it into those generational things that you bring into your relationship when you look at your spouse, because I would never want my son to be treated ill by his wife or disrespected or unloved. And there'd be no grace in their marriage. There'd be no intimacy in their marriage. Like I would want my son to have all of that. Right. In the same breath, you know, you want your daughter to be cherished and protected and supported and adored and loved and cared for not because of what she checks off in a day, but because of who she is and who she's created to be. And it's so easy for us to have that concept when it comes to a son or a daughter. But then when we're looking at our spouse, we can so easily trickle back to what we saw, you know, just displayed in our homes as kids. And we don't even realize what we're taking into our own relationship. We just kind of step into those same Mm -hmm. exact roles and, we just expect our spouse to step into those same roles. And we've had many conversations when we were first married that, you know, we would go back and forth and I'd be like, I don't need a dad. And you're, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your mama. <laughs> we would go back and forth because we had these expectations that neither one of us wanted to step into the shoes of, but it was just something we brought generationally into the marriage. You yeah. Know? You learn. It's so funny, you know, married and almost married. 30 years. No, 26. 26. We still have four to hit 30. Yeah, That's quite a I while. I said almost 30. It's like that. We've been together almost 30 years. Can we say we've been together nearly three decades? That makes us sound really old. Gosh, it does. Anyway, you go back to like what seems like just yesterday. <laughs> and two kids growing in this marriage thing. Yeah. You know, it was absolutely roles to play right and that keeping score mentality is so so big yeah and i would encourage anyone walking into marriage anyone that's doing it man just know from the beginning two people have left their families you haven't joined a family Mm. like you're not joining a family yeah two people have left their families to start a family and they have started a family right so traditions holidays the way you do things it's not what you used to do yeah those are great guides to see yeah but man you've you've left that you are now starting your own tribe right so how you do things you get to dream that up you get to talk about that don't come in with these misnomers and these and these expect misnomers I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that is. Is that a word? I guess it is. It is now. <laughs> I like it. That's it sounds, a broken for better word. It sounds really smart. <laughs> don't come in with these expectations <laughs> of what you, you think it should be and what right. you think it shouldn't be because, no, you've left that. 
Yeah. You've joined forces now with a new partner. You've become one. And so now you get to design that. And if you've been married 30 years and there's areas that you're battling and you're fighting and you're struggling, look at those areas. Be yeah. willing to dive in, have honest conversation. And are you bringing in generational identities? Are you bringing in things that just have been in your family forever yeah. that quite possibly you and your spouse need to look at and go, hey, 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 that doesn't work well for us. Yeah. That's not who we are as a couple. Let's move forward in who we are as a couple so that what you do mm-hmm. as a husband and wife, those that come behind you mm-hmm. learn this new way and they now get to make new dreams yeah. and new families with theirs as they get married. So I know for um I know, you know, in the next series that we're gonna be starting, we have some topics on kids and parenting and stuff. But I do think because of the generational topic, I do think it's important. You know, a lot of people ask us on this side of, of of being in a relationship, being married, being parents. We have the authority to to free our kids of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, as you as they step into their their necks, as they step into marriage, as they step into building their families, those conversations are beautiful. In order to say, hey we want to release you of those expectations. That's hard for one that loves traditions. That's me. I I love traditions. I love building them. I love creating them. Um, And some of those are really bittersweet now because every single tradition we held, there's such a huge empty hole, you know, now, Mm -hmm. but with what we're walking through, but nonetheless, when your kids launch, Hey, we want you to have the freedom to be released of that. Build your own dreams build your own expectations and your own traditions. And man, we're sorry for the things that you're going to carry generationally from us. And we hope you heal from them because no family's perfect. I feel like we could do a whole podcast (laughs) on merging families and holidays. Yes, we could. Maybe around the holidays. I think we should. I think it's one of them we talk about. Okay. Okay. Listen, I love you. I love you too. And thanks for doing this again. Thank you. A couple and things real quick. Happy anniversary, by our, the way. Oh, I know. our anniversary's anniversary is next week. Going on a cruise together. Yep. We love doing that. Actually, we're on the cruise. We're on the cruise. Right I'll cut now. that out. Yes, we're on the cruise. We are on the cruise. <laughs> right we're, now. we're broadcasting from the cruise. <laughs> we're broadcasting. I know it looks a lot like our studio from last week, <laughs> but no, we're on the ship. Um, <laughs> hey, want to mention to you guys, you've probably started seeing the promos or you're about to start seeing the promos. Our first marriage intensive will happen May 6th. Yes. Let's go. That's right. Broken for Better have first marriage intensive yeah. uh, hosted at Redemption Church in Dade City. So just encourage you to check that out. Be a part of that. Sign up quick. Yes. First 50 spots. Be a part of that. So it's going to be amazing. Love for you to spend uh, that day with us if we just continue to dive, in, dive into marriages. You got anything else? I don't think so. No? I think we're good. I'm ready for the next season. We have. It's going to be exciting. New series. I know. One. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> we'll see you then. All right. <laughs>